you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Today we have special guest, Lucas, aka the Devil's Advocate. He's an occult practitioner of draconian demon magic and infernal mysticism, and has five years of experience. As an entertainer in the worlds of both film acting and stage magic, Lucas aims to make learning about the dark side of magic a bit more approachable and practical while also adding a sense of mystical realism to his performances in the world of entertainment. Welcome, Lucas. How are you? Doing well, Laura. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm good, too. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right. So before we completely dive in into this topic, um, I think it'd be a good idea to kind of go over on what the left-hand path is. So how would you explain that? Sure. Yeah, it's it's something that um, a lot of people debate about, about what exactly it means. I think it stemmed from, uh, I believe, Hinduism, if I'm not mistaken. How I would like to describe the left-hand path, though, is, is kind of, not. it's not always the path of the adversary, but I think it's very close to it. Okay. Um, it's. I think it's, it's a mindset for the magician to operate outside of tradition. Um, because usually, from what I've been able to gather in my research and studies and other such things, is mm-hmm. that the right-hand path is much about creating that union with God or heaven or whatever equal type of um, thought process that would be. It, it's making that union, mm-hmm. whereas the left-hand path, I, I've found to be a bit more about forging your own path. And I want to be very careful with this terminology, but like becoming the god of your own reality. And I know, I know that can be kind of jarring to people. And it's not literal. You don't start making trees and birds and stuff. It's it's symbolic of becoming that master of your reality. And rather than unioning, you know, making that union with a um, with a divinity, it's it's reaching that divine status. Okay. Uh, most perfect version of yourself that you that's how i'd like to describe it um some people argue that like the le- the right hand path would like omit the dark and then the left hand path um, integrates it i think that's a, mm. uh, a a kind of a decent outlook to it too um but it, it gets complicated but that that's my that's my outlook on it. that was kind of going to be my next question because um I guess from the little bit of research that I've done, to my understanding, um, left-hand practitioners embrace both dark and light. Is that correct? I would say so. Okay, cool. Um, So would you say, I guess that kind of answered my second question. I was going to say, would you say that both the right-hand path and the left-hand path have the same goal um, to become one with source? But I guess the left-hand path is forging your own way. Sort of. Yeah, yes and no, because they are kind of trying to do the same thing, just through a different viewpoint. Either way, whether you're merging with divinity or becoming divinity, it's about ascension. Right. Like that is that is the main goal of both of them. And 
a lot of people think are of the mindset that you can do both, and it's just about when do you implement each. I I was reading um, in in the beginning of of a new book that just came out by Anathema mm-hmm. Publishing, uh, Rod and Ring. Um, the author actually says we have two hands to clap, so you know, use, using both hands—the right hand and the left hand—depending on what you need, depending on the situation. Some people do believe is feasible, and I—I I think I would subscribe to that as well. It's all about right. what paths are you following and what paths make up your great work, I suppose you could say. All right, yeah, I agree too. I think that you can—you can walk the middle path in a way, right? Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> and. Um, so seeing how this is not one of the most common, right? Because everybody thinks about spirituality. And when they think about spirituality, they automatically think to love and light. But of course, that's not that's not the case. I mean, there's a dark side to it, too. And that's part of it. Um, but my question was going to be, um, what led you down this path? Like, how did you get started in this journey? Right. Um I one could say by accident, even though I don't believe in like accidents <laughs> of, with the, this sort of work. Um, it's actually funny. I've got the book right here, but my I actually started with the dark, which wow, uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it, it usually even on my social media, I'll be like I don't always recommend that. Um, <laughs> if you're pulled to starting with the dark, go for it, see how it goes. Um, but. Before I get into my story of how I kind of got into the dark, I would recommend some sort of balance in there to new practitioners out there. But Good to know. <laughs> yeah. How I got into this was um, I was actually going to the bookstore to look for the Satanic Bible because at the time I was in college and I, I heard it was a lot more uh, philosophical and almost psychology based rather than like any sort of religion. And I didn't know the first thing about religion or spirituality. This was like a 2016. I went to the bookstore, bookstore, and I actually left with the Simon Necronomicon instead of the nice. Satanic Bible. And um, a lot of people, uh, there, there's a good amount of practitioners out there that do not like this book, and I can understand why. But when I when I picked it up and read it, I was not a book fan. Like <laughs> before this moment, I tore through this like 300 or so page book in about like a day or two. Oh, that's wow. how much it like yeah that's how much it really grasped me i'm like what is this because before that i always thought that magic was like something to do with dungeons and dragons or right. magic was like stage illusions i never i never made that connection that magic was an actual field of study so from there uh what happened was i went back to pick up the satanic bible get you know what i was originally looking for and it, I guess my dark journey did start with atheistic Satanism, with Levian Satanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was a Levian Satanist for maybe about a month and a half until I kind of got bored with it. And that was, that's a short period, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I tried it, didn't really work for me, but I liked the symbolism and the ideas behind what Satanism could be. So between that structure and between like what this book was talking about with magic and ritual, I kind of just savagely scoured the internet and like other witchy circles around around my city and stuff to see if there was any sort of semblance of of, of a system of demonic working. And that's where I found uh, draconian draconian demon magic, uh, which is like a very intense form 
of of demon magic and i was like all right let's try it (laughs) (laughs) wow so okay so you brought up the book necronomicon so what exactly does that book talk about like what does it teach because it's not the first time that i've heard it i've actually um i don't know i was watching like an interview with marilyn manson and if i remember correctly i think he actually accredited that book um for his whole life changing so yeah what what does it teach what does it talk about of course well this is uh, a lot of people like to refer to this one specifically as the simon necronomicon because it was written by this ominous author named simon uh many people believe that to be the uh occult author peter bavendia but that's that's a, a whole different rabbit <laughs> hole what this necronomicon talks about mostly uh is in reference to sumerian mythology okay. and um old old myth of that regard like the uh Rish, i hope i said that right and um, like beings like Enki, um, Inanna, Tiamat, other such entities. However, what this book does is that it puts those uh, those entities and that practice into a Western ceremonial magical system, similar to like Kabbalah or what you would find in in kind of like even the Goetia of sorts. Um, and it does all this with Lovecraftian psychodrama. Um, presentation so mm. I I kind of like to call it the ultimate example of chaos magic Oh, okay because it, it takes three different types of thinking and finds a way to weave all of it through um, through this medium that a lot of practitioners wouldn't initially create and it, it, they attribute the book a lot to Crowley as well mm. um, which uh, truth be told I haven't really read too much on Crowley um, by himself but yeah. that book this book I mean I've gotten a lot of the success with it at least and the reason I say this Necronomicon is because there are a lot of Necronomicons out there yeah I did you know when I looked that book up like I placed it on my Amazon cart and I saw one of your TikTok videos and I saw the cover so luckily I was able to get that one mm-hmm. um, but yeah I did come across like a whole bunch of them so hmm yeah some other necronomicons i would recommend would be from um i believe it's donald tyson okay. uh he, he takes the necronomicon books and magic systems from a very very lovecraftian source of using lovecraft source material and chaos magic itself to create a a lovecraftian path working which is mm-hmm. really cool um but yeah this one this one's been a lot of a lot of controversy uh, especially within both uh, Western ceremonial magicians and uh, Sumerian reconstructionists, which again, oh, wow. understandable. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so that book doesn't. So it talks about more like um, yeah, like the Sumerian goddess, like you said, Inanna and Enki. Enki. I can't pronounce the name. What was the name again? Enki. Uh, Enki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, okay, demons, right? You work with demons pretty much. Yeah. So that is shocking to most people but you know what can we learn from them like what are they evil are they evil beings because to my knowledge i know that the word demon comes from you know the greek meaning divine being Mm -hmm. so are these divine beings evil you know what can they teach us or what can we learn from them what have they taught you (laughs) sure um i would not say they're evil um intense most definitely but not evil like when it comes to these ideas of what is good and evil i mean those those words are of course just created by humans so we can categorize what what we want what we don't want you know right 
Um, and, but, and the whole reason a lot of people think they're evil is because all of these great uh, figures and gods have been demonized, right? By, yes. by you know, modern day religion. religion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so I wouldn't say they're evil. I would say there can be a dark, a super dark and evil side to them. But okay. the same can be said about angels. That's you know, true. I, yeah, I believe that there is a light and dark in just about every being, whether they're fine, found on the light or dark spectrum. That mm -hmm. just goes back to yin yang. You know, there's light and darkness and darkness and light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, let's see here. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I definitely agree with that. I don't think that angels are necessarily all good. I think that they do have a, a dark aspect to them as well. So I was wondering about demons because like anything else, I mean, for people to work and i've seen i've seen a couple of people who work with demons and they don't necessarily look evil they don't necessarily seem like they're into you know the most horrendous actions so i'm wondering what is it about these beings um why do people want to work from with them i know i've heard um, reasons from like working with angels um, they usually make you work harder than demons would I don't know if that's true or not. Would you say, would you agree with that? I would highly disagree with that, honestly. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I would, because what the demonic does in my research and in my personal experience is that they help you integrate your dark side through the means of dark magic. Mm -hmm. And dark magic doesn't always mean, like, actually rarely ever mean, like, sacrificing goats or, right. you know, committing crimes, like, there, I mean, there's some sects of uh, Satanism that are meant to, like, that they want to be sinister. I think they're called, like, sinisterism, even. Um, oh. But that is not that is not the majority of Satanism. That is not the majority of demonology. When it comes to what you can get out of uh, demonic work and doing this, this infernal magic is integrating not only your dark side, but connecting with more primordial energies that have been in the universe since since the beginning of time itself and wow. yeah get learning to connect with those dark aspects and seeing the light from a dark perspective and seeing the dark for what it has to offer is mm -hmm. a big part of what the demonic are all about it's about like and that's why that's why i highly disagree with oh you know angels will work you harder mm -hmm. because the demonic at least on the draconian current is going to be throwing the, those primordial energies at you and they're gonna say handle it or get crushed <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and, I, and that doesn't always mean that doesn't mean like die it just means no, no. when you fail a lesson it's a big lesson to learn so they're gonna put you to test and you're gonna have to work hard for it oh yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow um so i would say so how would you um differentiate it from satanism because I know most Satanists today actually, they don't even actually believe in the actual devil. They believe in, in what it represents, the symbology behind it, right? So the adversary mm -hmm. um, and having to, you know, stand up to tyrannical authority. So how would you say that the left-hand path differentiates from Satanism? Of course. Um, let's see. And sometimes I even have like some like I, I keep coming back to this question as well where i'm like you know what is the difference and mm -hmm. i would say satanism as it stands whether it's theistic or atheistic is a structure 
of a viewpoint. Like okay. it's the structure of the viewpoint. I would say that choosing the left hand or the right hand path is how you want to go about practicing that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's how you, yeah, how you approach it, I guess. Right. And what I would say, the difference, I would say there is, other than obviously, there's a difference between theistic, atheistic Satanism of you know more spiritual and like practice and ritual, and then atheistic, which is more about um, like activism and other such things. Mm-hmm. I, I would say. Atheistic Satanism is more of a reactive um, ideology, which there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. It's just I am of the belief that if the church did not exist, if the economy and like the government as we see it today did not exist, atheistic Satanism would not exist. Whereas I feel theistic Satanism, demonology, all this other stuff stands on its own without having to focus on oh we're taking this down mm-hmm. like because because we atheistic satanism is about hey we're going to fight this system right. awesome do that awesome <laughs> proud of you the theistic satanism is more of i am not going to let anyone dictate how i live my life i am not going to be um ruled by anyone exactly yeah <laughs> and that that could mean from a individual standpoint relationship standpoint from from a governmental or economic standpoint from a religious standpoint it's i feel i feel theistic satanism is a satanism is a lot more uh, malleable with those topics whereas i feel atheistic satanism has this very specific way it wants to go about it okay that's, that's my opinion interesting um and another question about um I think I saw in one of your videos where you were talking about baneful magic. Mm-hmm. So I guess I started with more of the um, hermeticism, so the, the seven hermetic principles. Mm-hmm. And I've I've had experiences throughout my life where I I guess I do believe in karma and my question would be do you believe in karma? Um I would say so. I guess it just depends on um because I, I do feel there's been a huge mistranslation with what karma actually means in the Western world. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you look at um, you know, the threefold law is really popular over here <laughs> yeah. in the West and um I just don't subscribe to it. Okay. Uh personally. I do believe karma exists as in what you put in is what you get out. You get back. Yeah. Exactly. And I would say when it comes to justice and other such things, I do believe karma exists to an extent, but I also believe that sometimes you have to embody that karma at the same time. Oh, okay. Because I know I've, I've heard about um, if you're going to, you know, do painful magic, it's not so much karma. If you get like, if you get that whiplash back, mm-hmm. it's because the practitioner wasn't handling their magic correctly. So... Would you agree with that? Yeah. What I any advice I would give to anyone wanting or even like thinking about throwing baneful magic is to one, make sure you do it with a steady mindset. Um, If you're outside, like if you just got out of a heated argument, like, (laughs) and then you do it, yeah, that's probably not going to work out. I would say, like you know, reflect on it. Is this something I want to do? And then when you do decide whether you want to do it or not. You have to be solid in your mind 100%. Yes, this is what has to be done. 
I okay. noticed in my experience, if there is even a 1% shred of doubt, oh, should I do this? There's going to be at least a little bit that that comes back. And that's because of uncertainty. And that's uncertainty. Because, yeah. Probably that fear behind it, right? That's what I've been, been saying. Um, even if, like, I, I just did an episode on, like, Ouija boards or Ouija boards. Um, if you approach it with fear then most likely that outcome, that experience that you'll have is going to be a negative one. Mm -hmm. But it's all about how you approach it. So that's okay. That's good to know. <laughs> well, this has been really, really fun and actually very, very informative. Um, so before we go, do you have any last thoughts or do you have anything that you want to add? Honestly, I just want to say thank you for having me on. And like, the demonic is challenging. And it is, it's enlightening and amazing and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> and when I talk with like other practitioners, a lot of them seem to agree if there's, if there's no fear within your path, there's mm -hmm. no growth. And yeah. I, I feel, I feel that we have a lot to learn from the dark. I feel like we have a lot to learn from the demonic. However, I do believe in balance. I'm a practitioner of balance. I'm actually just been getting into angelic magic and starting my my wider path um, wow. so yeah. it's kind of like you work yeah you work the other side usually most people <laughs> <laughs> like myself start out with you know like the angelic path and you know love and light and then slowly work their way to dark magic but you're doing the opposite <laughs> yeah i don't know how that happened but you know I, but here we are I, yeah I, one way i like to put it with angels and demons um, which I would love to hear your thoughts on this. It's, I believe in order to gain power from the angels, angels offer power, but mm -hmm. they bestow it to those who show their knowledge. I believe the demonic offer knowledge, but bestow it to those who prove their power. So it's like that way they are kind of yeah. intertwined and opposites in that regard. I agree. I think that's true. I mean, I, I've had to go through a lot to to get here to to um obtain all this knowledge i guess but it's true you do have to prove your power to obtain your knowledge i i agree with that <laughs> <laughs> and also um i know that you were just recently in a movie that came out right yes yes i was <laughs> yeah that's so cool congratulations on that thank you um what's it called and where can people go watch it of course yeah so it's called uh he who lives in hidden lakes it's an independent feature uh, that my brother actually directed. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm one of the leads and you'll be able to watch it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's, it's, it's fun, it's esoteric, it, uh, it's hilarious and also very thought provoking. It's, it's, a, it's a mockumentary, um, <laughs> so it, it's super fun. Cool, I'll definitely have to go watch it then. Um, and then where can my listeners find you? Of course. So you can find me at um, TikTok and Instagram. It's the same handle uh, at the Devil's Advocate four one five. I believe uh, on YouTube, I think it's different. I think it's Dark Spade four one five. But uh, on my TikTok, there's like a little like uh, link where you can find all of my all my social Perfect. media. So I'd recommend Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok. No worries. I'll put your links on the description box just in case anybody misses that or are a little confused by that. They'll be on there. Or if they're more of a visual person like myself. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much again. Um, we should do this again if, if you 
want to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so this is definitely fun. I'll have to come up with like more questions and do more research and watch your movie. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that too. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thank you for having me, Laura. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. And remember, I do have an Etsy shop called Laura Jean Candles. I sell intention candles for love, success, protection. So go ahead and check them out. And if you want to support the podcast, that's one way you can do it. And I would truly appreciate it. And if you simply just want to make a small donation, you can do so by heading over to our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. Also, follow us on social media on Facebook at Mysteries Beyond and or on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. And lastly, if you have any questions or if you have any feedback or if there's simply anything that you just feel like sharing, you can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.